welcome to Charts and Hearts. I'm Sarah, and she's Lindsay. And together, we're working our way through an epic list of rom-coms in order to find and categorize tropes in the hopes of creating the nerdiest spreadsheet podcasts have ever seen. And today's episode is 2003's Down With Love. (sighs) Oh Oh my god, this movie is so good. It's so ridiculous. It's completely over the top, but like in a very intentional way. Like it's not... It's not like trying to be realistic. No, it's trying to be a yeah. '60s movie. Yeah, yeah, it's trying to be a '60s like uh, slapstick comedy. Sort of uh, what the one they reference in the IMDb trivia a lot is Pillow Talk with um, Rock mm-hmm. Hudson and Doris Day. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen. I no, know. me either, and I don't know anything about them except that they did a lot of movies together, and that he yeah. was obviously very gay. Yeah. And that's really all. But that's yeah, fine. Same. Like, whatever. A lot of yeah, exactly. people yeah. in this movie are gay. Indeed. <laughs> Nobody seems to care. Indeed. So. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. I think the main thing that this one references from that in particular is the cut scenes with the phone calls. Mm-hmm. Like the split screen. So the split screens with the phone calls. Yeah. Um, and then this one just goes to like extreme. Extreme. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's so good because it's you get the best of the... 60s kind of movies with the most ridiculous things you can get away with in 2003. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. There's so much innuendo. Oh my god. And yeah. like puns of. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. And then apparently in the TV edition, there's a split screen where they put them on top of each other rather than side by side, and so that it looks um, very sexual. <laughs> um, and that is not in the. TV version. I was like, okay, fair enough. Yeah. So anyways, the movie takes place in 1962, apparently, in New York. And it's like, Renee Zellweger's character is a writer who comes to town. And Ewan McGregor's character is a journalist who's trying to interview, or should be trying to interview her, but instead is uh, being a cat about town. Mm -hmm. And shenanigans. So many shenanigans. Mistaken identity lying plotting yeah all these things yeah those are the kinds of things of like i don't know enough about the movies in the 60s and stuff of like is that a normal like plot twisty kind of thing i think it's i think it's an extreme version or like a cop like this probably didn't happen in any one particular but it's like all of these Mm -hmm. bits of things happened in various movies yeah and obviously in this one the plot twist was that so she could be have a more active agency role and have be more yes. feminist and not just fall in love and marry the guy. So Exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah, the plot twist is like she's been planning this the whole time and like she was out she was out to get him way before he was even out yep. to get her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. We've got lots of observations because it's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say we're talking about the plot twist right now at the mm. at the end. The monologue that she does is, I think it's like three minutes and 20 seconds or something. And it took her yeah, it's absolutely insane. six tries, but it's so amazingly good because she's also got this crazy look on her face of not like, yeah. I'm insane, but like just the look is just like, well, it's like, so good. Sh- yeah. She gets like more and more unhinged throughout yeah. the whole thing, which is good. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. but yeah, but if you think about it and like trying to be open to creepiness of all genders while we yes. go through this journey together is this plot is incredibly creepy and stalkerish and oh, like totally insane. So creepy. Yeah. So much like yeah. 
other female stalkers in the rom-com era. It all ends happily, but I still feel ooshy about her. Yeah, no, exactly. If it was fully reversed, it would be yeah, oh, like yeah. the, it would be way too creepy for them to end up together. It would yeah. be yeah, way too creepy. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. The supporting cast also in this. Mm. So obviously we've talked about Renee Zellweger and Ewan McGregor, but like we've got Sarah Paulson, Rachel Dratch, uh, Jack Plotnick, Jerry Ryan, like so many people. It's crazy. And David Hyde Pierce. No, yeah, David Hyde Pierce, obviously. I didn't even write that down because I figured you would. No, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, David Hyde Pierce, like, and also, like, so there's this boardroom scene with all the, like, publishing executives. Yeah. And it's, like, so many people. What's his face? Like, the original chief from ER. Starts with an A. I can't remember what it is, but, yeah, you, everybody knows. Everybody in, like, it was so crazy and they all have like the initial names like jb rj blah 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 it's very funny yeah and, and also um, tony randall yes yeah who, so many people yeah who was in pillow so talk bonkers. or and a bunch of other movies with oh, yeah mm-hmm. cool yeah and so there's two scenes which is super weird that this movie gives me total mary poppins vibes the oh. first one is that boardroom scene it totally reminds me of the mary poppins at the bank mm, mm-hmm. like with all the bank. suits yep yeah, with all the suits and the boardroom and stuff. And then the other one is later when it's David Hyde Pierce and Sarah Paulson in Catcher Block's like, oh, and all futuristic the... apartment and all the furniture's like opening and closing. Yeah. And totally think, That's make, true. Make me think of the tidying up the nursery thing. I'm like, why am I getting Mary Poppins vibes from <laughs> this? Like, other than that, it's not at all Mary Poppins. But like, just those two scenes were like very Mary Poppins. Huh. I don't know. That's so random. Yep. Yep, yep. And then, yeah, like, tons more. So, like, Jerry Ryan and a few other people that I totally recognized play different women that um, yeah, Catcher the, Block hooks up with along the way. The French woman, the woman who plays yeah. the French flight attendant, is one of the Americans in Lo- the Love Actually bar scene. Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. yeah, the first one that um, he meets. Yeah. And, like, Jerry Ryan's just so cute in this. Mm-hmm. Like, I love her so much, and I want her to be in a sci-fi rom-com because she can do both <laughs> yeah and people totally. like both uh-huh um, but she she should not do a back no british accent no there was no need for that <laughs> yeah oh man what else do i have oh just like all the f- sets and the fake backgrounds and like the the paintings behind the windows and mm-hmm. stuff which was done are, on like, purpose to be like the 60s but they yeah to just rep- yeah they're so much better because like they're well lit and yeah probably digital in some cases and it was yeah it was just gorgeous mm-hmm. just gorgeous oh yeah <laughs> so i was flipping through the imdb trivia and i was like oh i know about that so apparently renee zellweger's costumes were all done by le chateau <laughs> and they're like a canadian fashion brand le chateau and i'm like <laughs> it's, it's a store from the mall <laughs> like yes it was a canadian and like they designed their own clothes but like it was a mall store <laughs> I don't know if it still exists. I couldn't tell you. No, I think there's some outlets, but there's not in our mall, which is sad for me because they had nice tank tops. Yeah, they did have like some good tops, but like, yeah, it was just funny. Um, But also like 2003 was pretty much like peak them trying to be fancy. Actually fancy. But also like they did an amazing job. The costumes in this movie are so incredible. So good. Also, I want to know who made all the hats because Renee Zellweger and Sarah Paulson get amazing hats. Amazing hats. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so there's lots of things like you have here. There's nuclear protests, 62, but there's this movie is incredibly white. Yeah, so it's it's both like 
accurate for a movie from the 60s mm-hmm. and also accurate for 2003 of looking yeah. back and being like, in the 60s, there was only white people, right? Yeah. We liked it that way, right? Exactly. Wasn't yeah. it so great? Everybody was chill. Yeah. 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 So the whole thing and like, it's very a 60s trope of like, you're either a bachelor or a spinster for life mm-hmm. or you get married and move to the suburbs and have kids and your wife stays home and serves you cocktails when you get walk in the door. Like, there's a whole world between those oh, two yeah. extremes, mm-hmm. but not in the 60s. Like, no, apparently. not in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. At least not in 60s movies. In real life 60s, there was, for sure. But, yeah. 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 You know, and they land on something in between those by the very end of the movie also, like, where, like, she has, she ends up with this amazing career in publishing magazines and stuff, and he comes to work for her. Like, yeah. Um, also, at the end... So, okay, throughout the movie, he's pretending to be, is it Zip Martin? Martin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's pretending to this guy, Zip Martin, who works for NASA. But, like, he doesn't actually work for NASA. Yeah. But then at the end, he gets a NASA helicopter to take them to Las Vegas. So? I don't understand. Also, they're going to take a helicopter from New York to Vegas? That sounds horrible. I know. I feel like you'd have to change helicopters or I'm refuel, pretty sure like, they're taking times. a a NASA helicopter from Manhattan to JFK to the airport or yeah. whatever that airport was called in 62. Cause it wasn't called JFK yet. Cause he was it still was alive. I don't know what it was called. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're taking a helicopter to the airport. There is a lot of anachronisms for, with the sixties in the trivia that they go mm. into goofs. Like he mentions the Cuban missile crisis, but that doesn't happen until fall of 1962 and all this kind of stuff. Right. And I'm like, eh, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. This movie yeah, is no, not sure. ma- based on a historical accuracy. No, that's the whole thing. It's like 60s vibes, not 60s reality. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing at the beginning when they're like talking about Operation Paperclip and the, oh, what? We're the good guys. Why are Nazis working for us? And I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's good guys in this scenario. Obviously, if you're exactly. talking about Nazis, it's there's very clearness. But the, this is where it gets fuzzy of like. Should they willingly, you know, let them work for them and all of this stuff. And I don't know enough about yeah. any of this, but still, they're just like, oh, yeah, again, no, it was very controversial. Pro-America capitalism, whitewash nostalgia of like, but we're the good guys. What are we doing? This is those yeah. guys better go to jail. And oh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. Ugh. And then at the end, everybody gets their happily ever after. Like Sarah Paulson, they definitely do like the hardcore slapstick comedy shenanigans Mm -hmm. and then everybody goes off and gets married and blah da and then there's the amazing post-credits like music video i know which (laughs) renee and ewan asked for yeah they're like you can't just like have the song at the end and not let us sing it like hello yeah you guys know that we are singers right which is yeah i think when i was talking to my sister about this movie it was uh peak why is obi-wan so attractive time yes like 2003 i was like i don't know when milan rouge came out but it was before this yeah probably like a year or so go beforehand yeah like early like like 2000 ish yeah yeah, and you're just like what is happening this guy who was around and then is obi-wan and now what i have feelings yeah like he was the guy in train spotting and then Mm -hmm. he was obi-wan and now he's this yeah (laughs) like what's happening what is happening in my brain? Because yeah, also, it's like, so 2003, so it's, like, really the only Obi-Wan parts, you know, are bad ones. <laughs> yeah. Well. Not that it gets no, better sure. after episode two sure. until, you know, now. But still. Yeah. 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 
And then, yeah, and then in the song lyrics, there's, like, references to Rock Hudson and Doris Day also, mm-hmm. which I thought was cute. Yeah. So, yeah. Ugh, so good. Anyways, highly recommend. Yes. Um, I was, like, trying to be a little careful to not, like, spoil the twist, because, like, even though I had seen this movie many times, just not very recently, it's still, like... Oh, right. That's the twist. So, yeah, I think, yeah. like, I hadn't seen it in ages either, but I'm like, I know the twist because I remember how it ends, but I don't remember yeah. how she goes through the twist because it's she... so convoluted. So it's, yeah, there's, there's no, no way, way you can actually for us to up. spoil the monologue unless we stuck all three minutes of it in the podcast, which why would we do that? No, just so, watch the movie. It's yeah. delightful. Oh, yeah. The only thing, I, the thing oh. I was going to say about the whitewashing nostalgia is the mm. Jack Potnick playing a very openly gay person and like he would never be able to even say that in 1962 so, yeah probably not like, in some circles yes but yeah yeah this, like yeah the the very hilarious ah way he walks i'm just like yeah that's a 2003 joke and if he walked yes. like that in 1962 he would be murdered yeah so yeah but. yeah Ugh, he's so good, though. I know. Oh so God. awesome. It took me so long to figure out who it was. And I was like, it's Jack Blondick. He's our friend. Not really, but, you know. No. <laughs> so cute. Okay. Uh, so many tropes in this oh one, my which is also, like, the, the point. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have the rogue, charming Cad. He's so yes. charming. And just, uh, you just can't stop, even though you know he's yeah. a bad boy. Yeah. Yeah. But he's so charming with that smile and that accent. Mm. Yeah, and then we have, like, so many levels of the best tra- friend trope. Like, the best friend, especially the guy, Niles, is jealous oh, of the main guy. And then also so the, good. the two best friends of the main couple get, get together. together. Yeah. Also. But also, like, I, the thing I do, like, like, obviously the trope of, I don't know, David Head Pierce being jealous of Catcher Block is a normal trope of, like, this is a way of showing how good he is. But, like, Catcher is also nice to him. Yeah. And, like, gives some advice and, like, like good advice, not just like caddy advice of like you have to yeah, do also, this. Like you have to make but also your takes move. Advantage of him, he does definitely take advantage of him in his charming caddy way. But like not in. But at least he's he's. You can tell it's an actual friendship and not like a yes fan boy. Yeah, well, and like he's his boss actually. Like, yeah, yeah, because Catcher Block is like a writer for the magazine that what's his face David Hyde Pierce's character is the. Owner. Like, editor for. Yeah. Or owner or something of. Something like, like the, that. The boss of. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then, yeah. Oh, and then so then it's the trope of flipping gender tropes, which is, mm-hmm. there's too many word, tropes in there, but it's like the, I don't want to have just meaningless sex. I want to get married. And it's a guy saying that, which like a woman would never actually say in a movie, but it's implied in every single movie. Yes. So those kinds of things of like, isn't it hilarious that all the women in this movie want to have meaningless sex and all the men want to get married. And like, it is hilarious in this movie, but that is a trope of like, we're doing this on purpose, similar to the same thing of like, you know, the phone calls or the, why couldn't this get done? Like when Spike couldn't bite Willow of like, maybe we'll wait and try again, or maybe you're tired. You know, the hilarious erection innuendo jokes, kind of same kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously enemies to lovers because yeah, like he's out to get her. She hates him for most of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And also the trope of women loving chocolate. Yep. Just as much as or more than sex. Yep. And like chocolate as a metaphor for sex, but also masturbation. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, it's the 60s. So self-pleasuring. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, chocolate. Yes. But, you know, there are other things. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which clearly, yeah. Yeah. Couldn't say that in 2003 either. So. Well, yeah, exactly. Bechdel test? Yeah, so this is a weird one. This is the one, like, I think, like, if you're looking at it in a black and white, it would get a technicality pass. Mm-hmm. But she's like she does spend they do spend the entire time talking about men but it's also like in re- retrospect of their job of like don't you hate men they're ruining we can't i can't become a better editor or and yeah or stuff like that exactly. or yeah. he won't let me do this interview because i'm a woman and then and then it flips on this whole thing of like i was in love with you so then i wrote this book about why men are bad <laughs> and then yeah. i've fell in love with you but then I stopped and then now I'm hiring women like yeah it's a weird thing of yeah uh, this is where again like the problems lie of like it's not black and white of it they do spend the entire time talking about men but that's yes it's good yeah but they're also fighting the fighting the fighting the good fighting back against that but also yeah yeah and are both incredibly incredibly focused on their jobs like the both of them their main purpose is their jobs yeah, but yeah. their jobs, well, Renee Zellweger's job especially is very male-focused. Yes. So, like, it's kind of like, yes, it would be, I don't know, like, more feminist. I hate that expression. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It would be, like, more progressive and, like, if it was, like, yeah, if they didn't have to do all of this. But, like, yeah, that's like, the whole point. point so, yeah, it's movie, complicated, yeah. which yeah. is the whole thing with the Bechdel test. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's go into something simpler, like pie. Oh, my goodness. This pie is full. So many things yeah. in this pie, but... <laughs> kind of dirty (laughs) (laughs) well that's on the list so exactly so we'll start with you and swoon because that is intense during this whole movie and then we've got so many things to fit in though so i feel like it should only be like 30 yeah i think let's go with that because it's good all the whole movie and then when he sings at the end and he pulls out his smiley voice you're just like oh no oh no yep and then we have sexual innuendo and dirty, dirty puns. Like, 20? <laughs> yeah, I think so. It has to be. There's so many. So many. Like, the like sexual innuendos are incredible. Like, the whole scene with the cut oh my thing and just the entire scene with him and David Ide Pierce and their socks conversation. Yes, talking about their hose. Yeah, like, it's, it's 12 <laughs> inches. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it stays up all day long. <laughs> Oh, so good. Okay. Amazing hats and outfits. Oh my gosh. So ridiculous. So many. There's so many. And like, it's one of those things of like, obviously it's not the point. It's not a plot point, like in mm-hmm. whatever Devil Wears Prada, but like it is a point. It's a meta plot point because that they're basing it on a 60s movie of incredible exactly. outfits. So, yeah. And also like her outfits get like, more avant-garde or like crazier the mm-hmm. sort of more into new york she gets like when she first arrives they're very like you know just like a skirt suit kind of thing yeah and then they just get like more and more extreme so mm-hmm. yeah they do like show plot i don't know like 30 is that too much maybe 25 25 okay yeah yeah that works yeah 25 percent hats and outfits okay montages so many montages. So many and montages. So good. They're so good. Like the Fly Me to the Moon one when they're both getting ready and it's different versions yeah. of Fly Me to the Moon. Ugh. 
Yeah, and then when like all of their fancy dates that they go on, like yeah, and they have so many outfits yeah. in them, oh. so many outfits and all the like backdrops. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Ugh, so good. I don't know, twenty. Mm-hmm. And that leaves us with a little tiny slice <laughs> of retro slapstick comedy references. I don't really know what to call this. Like, yeah, retro rom com references. Yo, yeah. Mm-hmm. Retro yeah. rom-com references. That leaves, yeah, 5%. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. Delicious, slightly scandalous pie, mm-hmm. but with really cute fashion sense. Yeah. Oh, those outfits are amazing. And there's so many other, like, the writing is so incredible, like her montage and stuff, yeah. but the whole thing of, like, I didn't know that I wanted to work at Now, and now the lead editor of No, and whatever it is, I can't. Yeah. Even oh say gosh. it, but just like like the puns with that, yeah, yeah, the tongue twisters and puns with that stuff, and just yeah, mm. amazing, amazing. Okay, Lindsay, what's next for them? I think they're gonna make it because it's the '60s, first of all. Yeah, and yeah, I think they found a decent yeah. compromise as a redhead. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I know. So ridiculous. I hate it. I know. I hate it too. (laughs) Um, It's so cheesy. But yeah, I think that they are like breaking the mold. And yeah, she can have a job too. And they're not just going to get married or get moved to the suburbs and stuff. And if they did, they did. But also, like, people were raising children in apartments in the 60s. That's how. Yeah. What's her face? Eloise, right? That's the name. Yeah, that's how she came about. Well, she was in a, in a hotel, but yeah. Yeah, but same, same thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, like, it's doable. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, they have fancy enough jobs that, like, they have lots of money. Like, yeah. Like, she's being the, like, Oprah of the 60s or whatever. So. Yeah. I think they could have a big enough house or a big enough apartment. Big enough apartment. Like, the apartment that she's living in right now is two stories. Yeah. And exactly. that is, yeah, like, like the, being paid for by the book publishing uh, company? I don't know. It was so confusing. <laughs> Yeah, so I think they'll be fine. Yep. Um, and Lindsay, what's next for us and for our listeners? Well, <laughs> this is definitely the high point of the month. Uh-huh. Correct. With our Star Wars theme, we're leaving you mm. and behind and going back to Natalie for Garden State at the end of the month. Mm. And over on Patreon coming next week, maybe? Depending on Sometime? Sarah's work. Soon. <laughs> We will be releasing our yet to be recorded, but I'm sure to be just very happy and full of joy and love for the (laughs) franchise. Episode two, Attack of the Clones, rom-com. The rom-com of Star Wars. Star Wars. Let me tell you, I've watched an an hour of it so far and I'm mad at myself for doing this. It's okay. We'll we'll get there. It'll be fun. We'll get there. And June Um, is going to be... Chef's kiss. So we're yeah, we're good. We're we're it'll be great. Okay. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Don't forget that you can rate or review us wherever you get your podcast, and you can find us on social media. We're at Charts and Hearts Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and at Charts and Hearts on Twitter. You can also check us out on our website at chartsandhearts.com, where you can submit your suggestions for rom coms and tropes for us to add to the list. Were there more in this one? I don't know. I felt like we Probably. went through everything really fast because we just loved it and it was just a gush fest. So, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> and you can check us out on our Patreon at patreon.com slash charts and hearts club if you really want to hear our thoughts about episode two. But we do also have a super fun Spotify playlist for our patrons. 
with mm. songs from all of our movies. And you can bet that that you and, Re- and Renee's uh, song is going on there pretty quick. Ooh, so yeah. it's going to be good. A-S-A-P. Yeah. Uh, and don't forget to let us know your thoughts on this movie. And in the meantime, he usually calls to cancel right on time. <laughs> I sure could go for a tang. The only man who could have his way with me now is Milton Hershey. There were too many. I could. I know. One. There's too many. It's so good. There's like 47 more. Okay. That's okay. All. Bye. Bye. Bye.